Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick and I am joined by P-Dubs himself, Paul Washington. Good evening. And my scouse brother from another mother, Mr. Craig Lucas. We don't have mothers, to be honest. But I, yeah. We I'll... talked about that on the trip, didn't we, actually? How we're basically yeah. orphans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want to change it. If if anyone's listening, don't be reaching out to me. Fuck off. Not interested. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think we will know my feelings on that situation as well. But anyway, we have got a very very packed show because um, because we have. That's it. I was going to explain why, but no, we've just got a packed show. So without further ado, uh, we need to start the show off as we do each and every show. Craig Lucas, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a bottle of, and I've drank three quarters of it already. Um, some fucking shite Chilean Sauvignon Blanc. Oh Jesus! God, one of those <laughs> oh. shows. He's on the fucking wine, people. Um, I just like to say, having spent a few days with Craig, he didn't drink a glass of wine once, so this is going to potentially get horrendous. P Dubs, you're post training. Are you still on the fitness regime? Yeah, because I foolishly signed up for another one in December. <laughs> I, oh, did, I did see that actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it isn't a, a copper bow pint glass, but just some juice. <laughs> some lady juice. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking lady juice, surely? Glass of white wine no. for lady. All right, yeah, I meant like other lady, other lady juice. Well, let's leave that there. And so, without <laughs> without getting into that kind of detail, um, we've got. I- a like lot. Pineapple? Nope. We've got a lot to catch up on, so I'm very excited to find out about uh, P-Dub's weekend last week, um, where he was at Run Disney. Um, now, am I right in thinking you was there the entire weekend? Yes. Yeah, I was there for four days. I arrived Friday lunchtime. I was there until Monday lunchtime. How did you travel? By Eurostar. I did the... Um... I did the connection in Lille again. Um, It was a little bit of a strange one this time because my original ticket, I booked to Lille and then the train out to Disneyland Paris. I had to change to the other Lille train station. There's two within like 300 yards of each other. I didn't realise that. Yeah, uh, there's Lille Lille Europe and then there's Lille uh, Flandres just up the road. Um, But when I got there, I got off a Eurostar looked across the platform, and the one going to Disneyland Paris was sitting there, the earlier one. So I jumped on. Oh, oh good lad. <laughs> so I was there I was there probably 40, 45 minutes earlier than I should have been. Nice. So, so it worked out really in. well. 
that's like Wigan Wallgate and Wigan Northwestern, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're, like two no, Wigan. Away. They're, they're exactly the same. Hotel pies. <laughs> I don't think they so, do. <laughs> you never know. Mm. They've now got a Primark at Disneyland Paris, so. Oh, I know. I saw the queues. Yeah. <laughs> you saw the queues? Wow, wow. There was, there was someone, well, obviously, I wasn't there, but um, I think, was it, was it last week? Was it your weekend or was it the weekend before? Monday it was Saturday. the weekend before it opened, yeah. Thought. Yeah, and uh, it's open in the shopping centre. I don't know where in the shopping centre it's open, but it's open in there. No, I'm not sure either. And, um, yeah, I mean, the queues were horrendous to get in there. And, and, and you know, people get excited for buying, being able to buy Beauty and the Beast merchandise. Like, <laughs> Disney's down the road, you Muppets. Jesus. But, uh, anyway, we're, yeah. we're going off topic. So, you got there 45 minutes early, and, just to clarify from last time, you didn't oversleep. No, I didn't. I booked. I'd actually booked a later train this time. I wasn't on the first train anyway. But I actually remembered to turn the sound on on my phone, so my alarm <laughs> did actually go. Does help. Does help. Yeah, it really does. Despite the fact that it was vibrating, Craig, I know you like things that vibrate. Um, it does. It didn't wake only, me up last time. Only when it's in me boat, but carry on. <laughs> so you got to you got to Marlaval. Yeah, uh, which is how I always pronounce it, whether that's correct or wrong, I always forget. But um, were you staying at the same hotel? No, this time I stayed at the B&B, the, the new partner hotel that's been open, oh, yes, I think, you... about 18, tw- 18 months to two years now. Because was you at the Kriad before? Yeah, I stayed at the Kriad yeah. for the 25th, and yeah, then yeah, last yeah. year I stayed at the Explorer. Yeah. So, so I've, I've done a lot of the... The hotels. What's the yeah. what's the difference then between a partner hotel like the when you say B and B, it's not like a little owl woman. No, it's it's actually <laughs> called the B the B hotel. That's the, ah, the chain. Right, okay. um, so what's the main differences about between a non site? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can resist. Um the to be fair, most of the other partner hotels are, are fairly similar to the Disney ones, obviously, other than the theming. Like, the Explorers yeah. has got a themed pool and, and everything. The B&B is very, very basic. Um, well, do you get early park admission? No, but mm. I get that anyway because I've got the annual pass, so it doesn't really matter to me anyway. Um, did, did you get a breakfast included? Yes, it, it was very, very basic, like croissants, juice, Qua- some cereal. Croissants and a slap. <laughs> yeah, basically. And the other hotels, I believe, were actually doing early breakfast for runners. Um, so they were doing like a breakfast box, and then you could go back after the run and have your normal breakfast. The B&B weren't even starting breakfast early for anybody. Um, so, oh, which was a bit of a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and to to carry on with that after the I think it was after the 10k um, and we'll go into it a little bit more I wasn't feeling particularly great um, and I tried to take my breakfast back to the room and they had a security guy on the door to stop you from leaving what? <laughs> yeah I couldn't leave the room because I got food what was you going to do set it outside? god knows as the English they set up stores outside selling our muddy croissants yeah. Yeah. To be fair, when I worked in the hotel Cheyenne, the English Bellends were all filling their flasks with hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it felt like. It was like you're not taking it out because you're going to take that for your for your lunch later on. 
And I was like, well, I'm not. I've just run 10K. I want to go back to my room and lay on my bed. <laughs> but no, not a hope in hell. Wow. I just fucking chinned them for the croissant. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, whatever. I'll go and sit back down then. But... I'll come sit back down. <laughs> you sound like a naughty five-year-old. <laughs> tears, tears on the croissant. Like. That is what it felt like. Like I was a naughty schoolboy. Whoa. Wow. Was he I'm watching you? I should... Yeah, he watched me go and sit down. Did he inspect your mouth after they Make sure you weren't storing it in your cheeks? <laughs> in, in case I was Chip and Dale and oh. storing my breakfast in my cheeks. My nuts in my cheeks, should I say. <laughs> oh, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't leave the house if I could do that. No, he wouldn't either, I can confirm. Um, okay, so it was your first time, and it sounds like possibly last time staying at the B&B. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's supposed to be a cheap hotel. That's that's the yeah. idea of this chain. But for the what was the value of money like? Um, it it was probably about right. I have to say, it cost me two hundred and sixty euros for the three nights. So I can't I can't complain for the the price. To be what? fair. The, it would if you were booking this. Is this done through a third party or? It was direct? done through. It was done through Booking dot com. So Booking dot. Okay. So you obviously have to buy Disneyland Paris tickets yourself. Obviously, you've yep. got the annual pass. But for me, so what sort of cost? So if I'm buying B and B room for three nights, but I want to go to parks, what sort of cost would them them tickets be? I'm not actually sure. I think. If I remember rightly, I paid. It was something like 150 euros for a one-day ticket when I, because I bought a one-day ticket before I got my annual pass last year, so I used right. that as part of the the payment on it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was it was it was definitely over 100 euros. I'm sure. What for if one, I remember right? One-day park ticket. Might have been a little bit less. It might no, have been. I think about 80. I think a two-day hop, uh, sorry, a two-park hopper, is about seventy-nine euros or thereabouts. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure about multi-day tickets, but at that point you're starting to look towards an annual price cost anyway, an well, annual pass price. Before before the price increases of this year, um, you know, if you was if you was getting a three-day or more ticket it was more cost-effective to get an annual pass. Now, I think you're probably looking at a four- or five-day pass to make it look worthwhile. So, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. And also, they've been selling cheap day tickets recently. I think you can now get, like, 39 euro tickets for both parts. So, again, I suppose something to consider. Are you in the bath, Nick? No, no, I'm just sat near the fish tank again. I really... <laughs> Mate, it's, it's, I'll see if I can adjust that in a minute. I think I can move the filter. But um, Just put, put a, a cup of bleach in. Do, do you know, I, I'll tell you... Uh, sorry to interrupt PW's story. It's, it's great, fine. But We're moving on to Nemo. It's all right. Well, I had a goldfish when I was very young. And <laughs> allegedly... <laughs> it's, not, it's not a soul song. And allegedly, I uh, and I because I, I don't remember that I was that young. I put a bar of soap and a flannel in the fish tank because I thought the fish might want to uh, have a wash. So, so I was so like, with the male version of Dala from Nemo. Then I, I'm, like, I'm literally like I was like three or four. Like you know, you know, it makes sense. There was also I also put a toy car in there 
as well because I thought you might want to play. So, so you're literally the Fred West of the Fish Society. Survived, mate. Survived. Last another four years. So no. Did he? Doddy. Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that joke never gets old either. Um, okay, so you you didn't just you know like most people that go to run Disney might go for you know one of the races. Yeah. But you was like sod that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not coming always waiting to do one race. No, so this year after last races. year I only did one. Yeah, last year I only did the half marathon. This year I did the 5k, the 10k, and the half in in about 38 hours. What about the special K out. and the kids race? <laughs> I had some special K before the okay, races. Okay, yeah, good. Um, Where kids did you eat it? I was in bed. Um, <laughs> In my room. What? I was allowed to eat that in my room. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't know. No, I <laughs> brought it with contra- me. Contraband breakfast. He had a, a, a half a pound of special K in a condom up his arse. It took two days to shit out. What did you store in your arse on the way to Florida? <laughs> me. God knows. You were going all mate, that way. Mate, you we surely on, took more stuff. Who's on different flights, so I can't tell you what Craig had in his arse. Um... <laughs> so you did the five or ten and the and the, and the uh, half. Now yeah. I'm right in thinking that the five was on the Friday, yeah. Ten on the Saturday, and the kids race on the Saturday as well, yeah. yeah? And then your half marathon on the Sunday. Yes, that's <sighs> right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I've just got back into running after about a three year absence or so. And I'm I'm trained to just run a like a, a 5k. I'm not even booked one. I'm just I'm just getting back up to, uh, to like to fitness. Um, but the idea of doing, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how many kilometres you did in total. How many did you do? It's 36 kilometres altogether. Altogether. Yeah. Wow, in three days. So I mean, yeah, I, okay, um, for some people that's not a lot, but to the average person, that's quite a lot. Yeah. And then when I checked my phone at the end of the weekend, over the four days, it, all together with the running and the walking around the parks, 53 miles Jeez. over the four days. <laughs> so Yeah, you do you do knock them out at a theme park. We'll talk about that a bit yeah. later on. But um, I don't think people realise how... Um, you know, people people moan about how uh, theme parks not being particularly healthy with like food choices and stuff like that. But if you do them properly, you, you, know, you, can, you can eat that food, no problem. Because yep. uh, that that's burning off before it's even hit your stomach. Um, so let, let's start with the the smallest race, the the shortest yep. race, the five k. So that was on the, the Friday. Is that the yep. Friday evening? That is yes, Friday so, evening. It was meant to start around eight ish. Oh wow, that's um, quite a late start actually. I know it's a yeah, short it race, little, but yeah, it was a little bit later in the end. I think we ended up starting about half past eight. Okay. Where we were in the the corrals, and and what's the kind of route for that one? That one started more or less in between uh, the Sequoia Lodge and New York, um, so kind of on that corner where you you go down and round into the village. Um, yeah. So it started there. We actually once we got in the corral properly, we were actually as far back as the Newport Bay. Whoa. Um, and we could so see them many, start. How many people uh, were running then in that race? That race, I'm not sure, but over the whole weekend, there was 23,000 starters over the three races. Wow. That's 
that's brilliant. Really. That is brilliant. So, and I think it was it was around eleven thousand for the half. Okay. Um, so the rest was spread across the five and the ten. So, so yeah, there was a lot of people, and that then behind us was all the way back to again to the village. Um, so they kind of blocked it off as you came into that side, the right hand side of Newport Bay, that was blocked off for all the starters. So then you ran you into have... the village. Did you have to go through security? We did have to go through security for all three races. Before um, the race? Yes. Or, <laughs> I was going to say, because you, where you're starting from, normally you go yep, through security. security. Yeah, they'd had to move that across um, to be able to get us through. Wow. So, so what, were, what was your time on the 5K? I finished the 5K in 32 minutes. Um, I, had, I had planned on making some stops. Um, for characters, there wasn't anyone I really wanted to meet during the 5k. Okay. Um, the only character I saw, and I was already kind of past him before I even re- realised he was there, was the Hunchback. Um, it's the first time I'd seen him in the parks, but I was already yeah. kind of past him before I realised he was there. Um, but the was problem you... with the 5k was it was very, very dark. Yeah. Um, you kind of you went straight into the studios, the finish lines for all three races was in the Walt Disney Studios. Um, but the 5K was basically run through the village and then straight into the studios. Um, and you kind of went backstage through the the studio tour um, and through Lights, Motors, Action um, and around the back of that and kind of proper through the studio tour past the like the, the props and, and things like that. We kind of went past Catastrophe Canyon rather than run through it. We did actually run through Catastrophe Canyon during the half um, but for the 5 and 10, it was kind of blocked off, but you could see it, and you kind of ran around that bit. But once you got kind of past that, it was very, very dark out the back, so it was kind of kind of dodging people and and things like that. I have actually recorded the whole race. Um, I carried my camera through the whole race. Um, I've got to go through the, the editing of it, and hopefully I'll be able to get something up in the next couple of weeks, but... It was very dark in places and kind of difficult, and I know there was a lot of complaints about that. So look at Paul talking about editing. If only, uh, if only some people on his podcast could figure out how to edit properly, then the podcast would be a lot better. Uh, I don't think there'll be a lot of editing. I think it'll just be basically bunging it together and making sure that it's all visible. Yeah, yeah. Well, there wasn't a lot but... of editing for me to do last, and I still managed to bungle that up. Um, it's, yeah, it's a shame about the characters. Was it was it such a late start last year, the five k? Uh, the five k last year was actually on the Saturday morning. Well, that's last year, I, I didn't think there was a Friday night race. No, last year so... they had the Friday night opening party. Yeah, and then the five k was the Saturday morning. And obviously, this year they've introduced the ten k. So, um, that's where that's well, come from. Oh, right. Well, okay. It, it makes sense in respect that everyone's got to book an extra hotel night. Yeah. Well, some, I mean, the thing no. is, last year there was, as Paul said, there was a party on a Friday night. So I think a lot of people did. But now you have to. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you can't Definitely. just rock up Saturday morning. You need to uh, You need to have a hotel the, the night before. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why. Uh, see why and, and then that's when the problem started at the end. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got there. Obviously, I was quite quick finishing. Um 
As I said, I didn't stop for anybody. I didn't take any photos. I just filmed the whole thing. Um, so I got there and had no problems, got my medal, got some water and waited you, for a couple of people to come through. Um, are you talking about the race here or my sex life? <laughs> what, being rather quick? Yeah, um, I'm getting a medal and waiting for everyone <laughs> to finish. <laughs> so I, I waited around. Uh, some friends came through. They got their medal. Uh, we were waiting around for everybody else to finish and it got it got to maybe an hour after the start um, and people were coming through saying they hadn't got any medals left that they'd run out of medals um, there was then a queue we wondered what this queue was for we asked and it was for people queuing up to leave their name and address for the fact that they hadn't got a medal so Disneyland Paris has took people's money, registration fees, and then run out of medals. Yep. And of course, so say, for example, forget, a... that, that money also goes towards the medals. Yeah. yeah registration yeah. fee. Yeah. Yeah. So the so five thousand people say might have raced in that five k. Yeah. We've got five five thousand registrations. We're going to just make three thousand medals. Yeah, now, I'm not sure whether this is true or not. We were never given a full answer. As I said, I got my medal with no problems. There were rumours that the hurricane in Florida had actually damaged some of the medals. Bullshit. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's true or whether they made a certain amount of medals expecting people to pull out. And again, Craig, that sounds like your sex life. Um... (laughs) To be fair, when me and Nick were in Florida at the same weekend, we did stumble across a Disney medal making factory in the in the center of Florida. Smashed it was pretty, It was definitely smashed up because of the hurricane. We looked at each other and went, "Is that the Disney medal making factory smashed the smithereens?" And we both nodded. And the weird thing was, is that everything around it was perfectly fine. It was like the, tour, yeah. the the hurricane just hit this one little building in the middle of Florida and missed everything else. It was, it was. Quite there was a Mexican. There was a Mexican just sitting there going, "I got to make the medals for the Paris five k." I mean, he didn't talk like that, obviously, because Mexicans sound nothing like that. But you get the idea. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, I, I'll be interested to hear other podcasts talk about this. Because I'm sure they will do. Yeah. Um, I mean, and especially in some cases, they'll have to because they copy all our content. But um, I think with a lot of Disney, I was, was going to say, dedicated to DLP, don't run. Have you seen the size of them? <laughs> I, see, I, I actually see. think I was the only podcaster this year really? that was running it. That's yeah. quite shocking. Um, but I, I'm sure they'll pick up on the story because it was quite big news. And the thing is, a lot of a lot of podcasts like to pussyfoot around this kind of thing. But I don't, and we don't, no. and basically it's not fucking good enough. Like I'm sorry, no, like is... when you're when you're hosting, and 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 this is the second one Disneyland Paris done, right? But I mean, how many of these do they do globally a year? Three, four? Yeah. I think they do at least two oh, a coast. Yeah. No, it's well, at least you know. It's at got... least six. You've got no. It's got to be eight now. Really, so you've, got Star, you've got your Star Wars ones on both coasts and Marvel. You've got your print. You've got, you've got Marvel your on the 
Yeah, you've got Marvel on the the West Coast. Then you've got Tinkerbell and Princess. You've got Wine and Dine. You've got the full marathon weekend. So yeah, it's it's eight. And that's just there. You know, yep. this is not, and it's it's all done by the same organisation, pretty much. Well, it is the same organisation now. Um, yeah. There is well, not you an say expi- that. Well, yeah, and I, I know. Well, I don't. I know. Last year they they got someone in to do it, but regardless, it, the fact is, this is Disney's event. It yeah. doesn't matter who actually does it for them. Disney are the people that you pay your money to, and they get yeah. somebody to organise. Doesn't matter who organises it. And frankly, to be that short of medals. You know, if they, if they were like 10 medals short or something, I'd go, all right, fair enough. But to be that many medals short is just not acceptable at all. And, and then... It, it happen again. Well, I was going to say, and then... <laughs> so that's Friday. That's done and dusted. You had a good time. Yep. Saturday... Yep. So what What did you do Friday night then? Just back to the hotel or... Friday night after that, it was, as I said, it was getting fairly late by the time we'd finished. Um, it was about 10 o'clock. Um... And obviously, we had to be up the next day. We had to be in our corrals by half past six the next morning. Um, and this is where my problems, as I said, I didn't feel particularly great after the 10K. I actually only slept for an hour and a half. Oh. Um, I don't know whether I was there was something wrong. I, did, I had a bit of a cold afterwards once I'd finished on the Sunday. And I don't know whether that was keeping me up. Um but yeah, I, I didn't sleep very well. I got up. I I just kind of then potted around. Craig, I know you saw, obviously you were you guys were still up because you were in Florida. Yeah. And I'd only just finished Halloween Horror Nights that night. I think it was the same night. Was that the night that the power went down for you guys? The, that was a Friday night, yeah. Yeah, Saturday Friday morning. night. So, yeah, so you were still up. And I know Craig saw it. I was up listening to the Beatles in my bedroom. <laughs> Is that Were they discussing like, around or...? Yeah, this was like two, three in the morning. The real Beatles, mate. What yeah. album was it, lad? What uh, album? It, it was uh, the Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, what an album! Oh, one of his favourites. I found yeah. that out that weekend as well. The Tis After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. The home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.hhnunofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so hakuna matata, because you will... Um, so, so yeah, I I didn't sleep particularly well. Another problem with 
the bosses the bosses at the hotel weren't great um the first one wasn't i was told it wasn't until 10 to 6 and i was like i'm not waiting on that so i was walking from the hotel to to disneyland um which well, was a good it's a good couple of miles so i was using Ooh. that kind of as my warm-up um so i set off a couple of workers going to disneyland go past me they seem to have a real thing of having their staff use little scooters like motorized scooters to get to work a good few two or three of them went past me every morning and it's like that's a strange way to get to work every morning but i suppose it works but yeah and i i cut, cut through santa fe so i had a Nice walk through there. The music's still going at five o'clock in the morning, five r five in the morning. Uh, listening to the car soundtrack as I'm walking through. Um, but yeah, that first that first morning wasn't great for me. And by the time I'd finished the 10k, I was feeling rough as fuck, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but this time I decided I was originally going to film the 10k, and after filming the whole of the 5k, I actually thought, right, I'm not going to. I'm actually going to stop for some characters this time. So we started, I think, everything started at 7 um, for the 10k. Um, so quite early. Same, the half was 7 o'clock start as well. Um, and the 10k took him both parks this time. Um, so we went through the main park, um, through the castle, down Main Street, um, and then into the studios. Um, to start with, I didn't think the character selection again was particularly great. There was no one particularly rare, I have to say, until um, we came back having done like the, the back lot, the proper back lot where all the offices are and, and things like that. Um, we ran through that and then headed back into the main park again before we finished in the in the Walt Disney Studios. And I actually did stop for a couple of characters for the 10K. I actually stopped for... Woody and Jesse got a photo with them, and I also got a selfie with uh, Jack Skellington and um, Sally. Sally, ah, my boy. Yep, uh, proper selfie, was... pulling faces with me. Um, <laughs> that was great. There, Jack's always great in Paris. I've met him a couple of times, and he's always great fun. It can't be the uh, same guy every time, right? It, it, I, I'm, I'm just... sure it's not. It seems like it. That's what I mean. Like I don't know because I mean I've had interactions different years. And it's always felt like the same person. And it's always one of the best character meet and greets. I don't know if that's because uh, the, the, the mask they have or whatever, but I think always entertaining. Um, yeah. Well, we've talked about masks, what are they? Well, because like, <laughs> his, his mouth's open, isn't it? Like, yeah, his mouth got, is exposed. The lower half yeah. of his mouth is exposed and then the top half is actually a, a mask. Oh, I thought he was real, but... Yeah, no, no, he is. That's, that's how, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that was the only two meet and greets you did on yep. in Yeah, that was the whole weekend. That's the whole whole two character meets. Though, I'll go into a little bit. I did do another one after the races had finished on, on Sunday. But, um, yeah, that was the only stop. Um, I took photos of every mile marker as I went through, uh, or kilometre marker as they are in France. Um but yeah, that was it. And I took, I did take some photos as I went. I haven't, I haven't posted a lot of them yet. But there's, there's more to come. I've got, got them all saved. So there'll be more photos to come at, at some point. Um, but yeah, it was really good fun. I, I, I just took it as it came. 
obviously with the, the longer race the next day, I, I was taking it fairly easy. Um, but no, really good fun. Uh, really enjoyed the 10K. Um, but as I said, not really any any rare characters um, for me on, on that race. Which is a shame, because I mean, that was one of the things that they were kind of hyping a little bit before the yeah. first race. And, and yeah. they pulled out, didn't they, that they had yeah, uh, they... rare characters. And did you yeah. say all three races finished in the studios? Yes, in the Don't... same place, right in front of Tower of Terror. They will literally do anything to bring people into that place, wouldn't they? Yeah. Even if it's to force you in there. Basically, the party's yeah. in there as well. There oh, were, okay. There was a party after the 10K, uh, after the 5K on, on Friday night. Again, another hard-ticketed event. Um, I wasn't really interested knowing the fact that I was running and then having to to get up the next morning. So, Yeah, I suppose that's but, really aimed at the people that aren't doing the, the half marathon. Yeah. 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 So... And I really enjoyed the 10k. Nice, nice calm 10k. I finished that in one hour nine, so fairly slow um, compared to what I normally can do. But that's because I made the stops. Yeah. But they were worth. The stops were worth it. Okay. So on to the final and longest race. Yes. The half marathon. And is, yes. that, is that was that your first half marathon? No, that was my fourth. Okay. So you've actually so done I two did. marathons now? Yes. <laughs> Just not all at once. Yeah. So I, done, I did Wine and Dine in 2014. Um, then I did the Disneyland Paris one last year. Then I did one earlier this year at the Silverstone Grand Prix track. And yeah. then obviously this one this year at Disneyland Paris. Okay. And so in this half marathon... Did you stop for anyone? No. This was, I set out, I knew I was in the shape to get a PB. So my plan was always to run out. A Paul Boniface, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's what I got at the end. That's what they gave me for completing (laughs) all the races. Paul Boniface's head on a mug. (laughs) Actually, actually, right, before we do that, we've uh, we've skipped a little bit um, because I wanted to talk about the kids' race. Now, yes. I know you didn't take part in the kids' race. No. Uh, much to my chagrin. I was hoping you would. Um, but, 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 what I wanted to talk about was, so, again, me and Craig were out of the country. Uh, yeah. It didn't matter if we were out of the country or not. We, was, we weren't in France, um, which is the only place you would have been in country. But I we... was last in France. More of that to come. Um, but, um, we did see the news that was kind of breaking Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning their time, um, with regards to the kids' race, and again, yes. another medal situation. Yes. Um, now, we were talking about this, because uh, it came up on my Facebook feed, and, and we were talking about it, and, you know, Craig quite quite rightly said that you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. I, I had a bit more of an opinion on this, but um, essentially, and you, you were there, so you might be able to get blanks a bit more, but... Um, for the kids' race, they also didn't have medals. No, and, they ran out again. And therefore started to give out the um, marathon medals. Yes, the half marathon medals were beginning to hand out until they realised that they probably wouldn't then have enough for the next day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, this thing um, just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Now, Craig... Obviously, I was at the time, I was actually back in the hotel room in bed asleep 
Yes. Before they were in those, and I woke up to the news that they'd run out of medals. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, you know, Craig's point is, you know, has got some um, some validity to it. You know, it's kids, and therefore, if kids did a race and they didn't get a medal, they'd, you know, undoubtedly be upset. And Disney, being the good company they are, thought it was better to give the kids a medal than to not give the kids a medal. My attitude to it is that you shouldn't be given medals for things you didn't do. Um, The problem with the medals in general, and again, correct me where I'm I'm wrong, is that with the kids' medals as well, if you didn't get one, you could have given them your details and they would have sent you one when they got them. Yeah, Um, it's exactly the same situation as the 5K. So they what, were, they were taking details at the end. Now, what they could have done, and this is this is what I was thinking, was they could have gone right. What Disney tat is, you know, acceptable to give as as a token, a goodie bag between, yeah, or even that, like before you get your medal. So the kids finishing the race were like, right, you, unfortunately we haven't got your medal. However, you get this bag and you get a nice little Mickey cuddly toy. Um, and some other goodies, and you get your medal in a few weeks. And you get three yep. fast passes. That's what they could have done. Instead... Yeah, they do. there was definitely ways around it. Yeah. And I mean, okay, I know like hindsight is a, is a beautiful thing, but to be honest, that was something I thought about as soon as I saw the story breaking. So someone at Disney has decided that's what they're going to do. And I personally yep. think it's a massive, massive fuck-up. To the point... Yeah. where people were getting very irate on social media, were worried that these medals would end up on eBay within a few hours, and lo and behold, what bloody happened? Yeah. Looking and at what? 200 euros. Yep. Jesus. So some fat little bell end in Newcastle has gone, why, hey man, I'm going to go and buy a fucking $200 fucking medal, and I've never run a race in my life, man. That, yeah, you said, that, that could happen. That could happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's mental. And and just on that that note, the the five k we were so far away from the start, we don't know who did any of the talks. There was no screens anywhere. Um, the the ten k we got um, like the vice president of business events. Uh, so you stage. want? So you want? Yeah, it wasn't great. By the time. The, the morning of the half marathon came around we'd got Daniel Delacour on stage who's basically the head of Imagineering at Disneyland Paris oh, man. to save face <laughs> because of how badly it had gone the first two days why, why wasn't Catherine pyjamas on <laughs> why would he have his pyjamas on because he just got him out of bed well, where was well, Catherine let's Powell let's just say don't know didn't see her Hmm. But what? it was so unprepared he didn't have a script in English. Oh. He had to do it all in French and then kind of ended it by saying thank you for coming in English and that was about all we got in English. And the thing is we know through our very limited knowledge of French that that wasn't all he said in French. No. Exactly. They were having to try and translate it on stage. Oh my god. This whole thing sounds like a massive, massive car crash. Yep, and we'll we'll go into that at the end of it. There was a car things... crash at the end of it. Okay, sorry. Well, there may as well have been. <laughs> um, but things have changed since last weekend. Okay. Uh, okay. So, all right. So, 
that that's the kiddie situation. I just wanted to talk about the yeah. kiddie situation because I think it was like. I just think it was a disgusting way of, of, of dealing the situation. I know they had to do something, but they could have thought of something better. So back to your, your half marathon. You're, you're there yep. Sunday morning, bright yep. and breezy. You've not been able yep. to steal your breakfast suite in your, your hotel room. You've had to come to the village, and it's yep. half marathon time. Yes. Yep. Um, so the half marathon started again, same place as the 10K and the start from last year, what is now. Vapianos and five guys um, on the way kind of to the car parks. Yeah. Um, that's where the start line is for that. They put you in corrals. I think we had three corrals this year. Everybody that was doing the challenge, which I was doing, were put in corral B. Uh, the elite were put in corral A, obviously. And then everybody else was in corral C. So anybody was kind of, it was all messed up. Didn't matter what kind of speed you did. You were just put in these crowds because of what you were doing. Right. Um, so you, the time thing was almost so, irrelevant. Yeah, basically. Um, unless you were running under an hour and a half, yeah, which would have put you in corral A. Yeah, you'd be in the elites, yeah. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter what time you put in. It just depended on what you'd booked. Mm. Um, so it, it was kind of, at times, a bit hairy, having to dodge around people. At the start... Once you got out running, then it wasn't as bad. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too bad. Straight down again into the parks, first thing. Um, and then, obviously, out into the, the countryside of Marla Valley. Wow. So, very nice. As I said, I didn't stop. Um, this time, we did have a few rarer characters out on the, on the course, which annoyed me a little bit. Um, but I wasn't going to stop. As I said, I'd planned to, to hit my personal best. Um, so a couple of the rare characters. We had Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps um, doing their first character meet and greets. I know they've been used, obviously, in the 25th anniversary and then obviously on the, the, the Tuesday special guest star events. Um, uh, they, the... Well, no, they did, um, they did innovations as well. Yeah. but or this inventions. This... Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was the first official meet and greet with them that had a, a proper photographer with them. Um, we also got Joy and Sadness from Inside Out. Yep. Making their first proper meet and greet appearances as well. Um, but that was really it for the, the kind of the characters that we've not not seen out in the parks before. Um, as I said, I wasn't going to stop. I got to see them, um, but that was it. Uh, just kept on running. But yeah, really en- again, really enjoyable. It was hard. It was hard work. Obviously, it's always going to be hard work running running that. But I trained properly. I, d- I followed one of the Run Disney training plans. So, and I knew I was in the best shape I'd been in any of the half marathons. So, and I did get my PB. Boom! Uh, I hit a two twenty one, uh, which took six minutes off my personal best from Silverstone earlier in the year. So I was very very happy good stuff on that yeah uh, got to the end got both my medals due to doing the challenge i got my, my half marathon medal and i got my uh bibbity bobbity boo challenge medal um beat the shit out of a little kid in a wheelchair to get your medal <laughs> no this is <laughs> the problem we were all we were all panicking that there wasn't going to be enough medals when we got to the end 
Um, but there wasn't any issues for the half marathon. Everything was great. Same with the challenge medals. There was enough for everybody. So, and we were all given a, a pin badge as well for the guys that had done the challenge. So I've got that as a little memento as well. So th- Do you think there's enough business here? Sorry, Nick. Do no. you think there's enough business here for more events to be rolled out at Disneyland Paris? Interestingly, I said I believe there will be a second one before too long. Especially with the problems they're having in California mm. um, with the licensing from uh, the Anaheim government. Uh, I believe they'll probably lose some of those races out there. Um, and I think they'll need to fill their calendar, and I think Paris will be getting an extra one earlier in the year. I hope so. I actually because... filled out I filled out a survey, and they were asking about themes, well, for future races. You have the Star Wars, you have the Princess, as we've we've already yeah. mentioned. If you just put one in each season and say there's four a year, yeah. that's a lot of people coming into that resort. Well, they, they they gave the usual, the, the princesses, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, they also put on their, a Pirates-themed one as one of the themes that they're possibly looking at. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, and they were actually asking for, for ideas as well. And I, I kind of said, the char- they've got so many French char- French-based characters that they could do one that was just based around them. Like this year, the 5K was Lumiere. Which is great. That fits perfectly. Last year, the 5K was Ratatouille. Why not just do a whole series of yeah. races that are based on those characters? You've got the Aristocats. You've got the Hunchback as well. It's just it's just an obvious choice, I think. And I think it would attract more people to come out there. Well, cause it's So not many even... you could choose, yeah. But the thing is, it's not, you know, the, the event doesn't just attract, uh, you know, Europeans. It yeah. attracts people from all over the world. Yeah, they they said there was three thousand Americans that had come out for this. Wow! So you just have to look at it that way. Yeah. Give the, them something the run, different. The run Disney events could save Disneyland Paris. Oh, believe me, I, it's it's helped the U.S. parks no end during quiet Definitely. periods, and obviously now they don't really have quiet periods, but people still want to go to do these runs. So you got to look at it and think, Paris, just just follow head office's lead, and this is this is where the I believe something has now changed behind the scenes. I am led to believe that Run Disney are now in charge of the Paris runs. They haven't got mm. somebody outsourcing it now, and that's why a lot of the logos and the names have changed over the last week. Right. That it's got a new logo. It's now known as the Disneyland Paris Magic Run Weekend. Right, um, and we're led to believe that that is because now Run Disney are in charge completely. We noticed a lot more American cast members working it this could, year. Could you imagine if they had a medal for people who had run every single Run Disney event that year in one calendar year? It is a surprise they haven't done something like that. Obviously, you've got the Castle to Chateau medal. That if you run one in the States and the one in Paris, you get that extra medal. Um, and obviously the coast-to-coast in the States as well. If you do one on the east and the west coast, you get another medal. Um, so they they have got these 
these extra bonus challenges, and they've now introduced because the, the packages are now on sale for next year already. Yeah. Um, and they have now introduced the 36 kilometer challenge, which wasn't there this year. So for people that are running the five, the ten, and the half, they will get another extra medal. So next year it will be five medals um, for doing all the races in in Paris, um, which is another great addition which they don't actually do in the states the 5k's other than the dopey challenge 5k's aren't included in any of the challenges out there so this is the first time they've done that with a half marathon weekend so i think that again they've taken that on board i think a lot of people this year did run all three so they've certainly taken things on board and hopefully they'll keep improving it okay I, i it can't get any worse no, <laughs> it can't get any worse. Um, the first year, yes, they had teething problems. I know a lot of people found found issues last year, but I think this year took a step back in terms of of organisation. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, although they've got the history there, and we you know we talked about the, the ones they do everywhere else, the fact is it was new for them. Um, they hadn't done it there before. You know, they've got to set out the courses. There are things that could potentially go wrong. There's TV problems. You get always get that in the first year. You expect that, but to then have an even worse second year, yeah. uh, just just not acceptable. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that means you know third time's a charm. I'm like, I, yeah. like like I said last year when you took we had you on after uh, the first one. I really want to do these races one year i don't know if next year will be the year i get to do it but i will certainly make sure that i do one at some point even if i have to wait until they do two a year so i i don't know if this year's event sold out i know that the bibs got released quite late if you didn't yeah. have a package but i don't know if yeah. it actually sold out i'm not sure whether it completely sold out um it must have been close i think mm. but it wouldn't but then we don't know what the capacity is do we no, we don't. We don't at all. And I don't think they do at the moment. Mm. To be fair, because this was a heck of a lot bigger than it was last year. Mm. So, but yeah, I did. I one last thing, and I did. I did go and meet one last character before uh, before I left. Um, after the half marathon, I actually did go and meet Mickey with all my medals. Very um, nice. And he was he was very impressed. Uh, the photos I've got is him pointing at my medals, um, and I I made sure we obviously you get t-shirts for the runs as well. You get get a race race weekend t-shirts, and I I put on my half marathon one with uh, with Mickey on it. So he was he was very happy that I I was representing Mickey. <laughs> so, and that's the first time I'd ever been in there. Actually, I'd never been in that. That meet and greet with Mickey at the back oh, of Fantasyland. The the um yeah, the theatre. Meet Mickey yeah. House. Yeah. yeah, I I think it's lovely in there. Uh, yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah. And I know you're saying that today they've actually moved Mickey and Minnie into the art of animation in the studios as well. Yeah, I don't I don't get replacing that. replacing Moana. No, I don't because Mickey's been meeting outside in Toontown for ages. Well, not really. That, just randomly but... move him. Yeah, yeah, but on top of that as well, you've got. You, you've technically got the meet and greet. I know you don't get Mickey Mouse out there so often nowadays, but you've got the meet and greet at the beginning of Main Street. Yeah. You've got his permanent home at the back of Fantasyland. Um, and you've got that meet and greet in the studios. The great yeah. thing about that, um, that you know, the, having the meet and greet in the art of animation is it was 
or it has been of recent times geared towards whatever the, the new film was going to be yeah um and i don't know well, no, I, I don't even know why because the thing is the moana meet and greet has been incredibly popular yeah i don't really know what they're playing at no i think that whole building is going the way of a meet and greet area well i'm not going to dwell too much on it because um you know thanks. we're going to talk about something else thank, yeah <laughs> thanks p-dubs we we've run out of time no um but, you know, talking about meet and greets, I noticed today that there's a story going around that Stitch's Great Escape has become a meet and greet. Yeah. I wasn't sure yeah, if it was a spoof or not, but it looked like no, it was real. No, I think it is. I think it is real. It's now become an alien encounter meet and greet. Yeah. But w- w- when when we say an alien encounter meet and greet, we don't mean you get to meet no, the alien. No, we don't alien. mean the original ride. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be for Stitch and Friends. Yeah, uh, or any other kind of aliens that they can tenuously link there. But... Which saying that Angel was actually out during some of the runs as well. It doesn't okay. yeah, Angel's been making a bit more of an appearance of late. I think. Yeah, well, obviously she's again she's been involved with the twenty fifth anniversary stuff, so mm. wasn't a huge surprise to see her out and about. Well, there is some news this week that we're going to talk about, um, but I think we'll have a little bit of a break in between. Um, and uh, I think Craig, you wanted to talk a little bit about our our trip, our little uh, gay discovery of each other's bodies. Discovery, our gay discovery cove. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for those that haven't already seen it or heard it on Universal After Dark, um, and in Craig's words, the worst kept secret in podcasting was that I joined Craig at Universal Studios last weekend. Now, I think I've been making very, very subtle hints across all of our shows, but I don't think many people picked up on it. Because I did try and be quite sly with it. When it went... I mean, we decided a few months ago, Craig, didn't we, that I was going to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Or it wasn't that. Craig had asked me to go, and I and I was luckily able to um, get the, the funds required to do so. But... When we did it, I said to Craig, I, I could go and announce it now, or maybe it'd be more fun for me to just turn up there. And in the end, that's what we did. And to be honest, even if it was only me and him that found that funny, that's enough for me. Um, but if you found it funny as well, then great. But um, we did go to Universal, and that is documented on Universal After Dark. We've got some uh, about three or four shows about our trip on there. Um, just because they want to bore you with one. And uh, if you go to Everybody's Got One, um, if you subscribe to that, we've got the audio from the Bill and Ted show because it was the last year of the Bill and Ted show, so we've got that. Um, but one of the conditions of us being able to go away and leave our wives and no children way. at home um, was that we weren't allowed to go to Disney. Um, I think Was that a condition that was made by your wife as well, Greg? Yeah, it yeah. Was certainly, like, yeah. yeah, it was certainly enforced by mine. Um, so we couldn't, but um, we were allowed to go to Disney Springs. So we was able to because go on Disney property. A, the, the way I equated it was, you can do whatever you want as long as your balls don't touch, because if your balls touch, you're gay. If your balls don't touch, you're not gay. So we went to Disney Springs... So we're not, our balls weren't touching. 
No, no, not even in Jock Lindsay's, but very close to. Um, but this was the first time that I'd been to Disney Springs because um, previously it had been uh, Downtown Disney. So I've... I still haven't been. You've not been to Disney Springs either. No, it was still Downtown Disney when I was there. Uh, it changed okay. about six months afterwards. Uh, okay, interesting. So um, Craig and myself. Uh, well, actually, Craig did. He ordered us an Uber to take us from uh, the lovely Cabana Bay uh, Hotel that we were staying in at Universal to take us down to Disney Springs. And um, we we actually walked past the Virgin check-in, didn't we? Because yeah. I had a suitcase with me. Craig had just taken hand luggage. I took a suitcase with me as well because I wanted to buy some bits while I was over there. So um, I, I didn't want to check it in because I wanted to buy stuff to put in there. But... Um, I'm glad I didn't actually, to be honest, because it was it was fine. Um, and we started off. We got dropped off at the the far end of Disney Springs, where Lenubo is still at the moment. Um, and I got to see my beloved Disney Quest getting dismantled. It was uh, it was sad. Literally getting dismantled. Yeah, we were working on it as we speak. Yeah, there was there was they were taking the sign down, weren't they? There were missing signs at the back of the building. Uh, I mean, the sign was still up, but like letters were down. The front of the building, there was no signage at all. There was some stuff just above the entrance door, but um, yeah, I mean, there was random holes in the steel there, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're completely gutting the place completely. And uh, Lenovo, I think it's called Lenovo, whatever the Cirque du Soleil show is. Um, they were having posts up to say that it was, uh, you know, the farewell, get your tickets, get cheap tickets now before it goes forever. And it closes, I think, the 31st of December. Um, the Uber was six, uh, $12. $12 from, from Universal yeah. property. Because, I mean, all the hotels are pretty much in the same location. So we say at Cabana yeah. Bay, but I think if you say at any of those, it's probably about $12 to get to Disney Springs. Um, yeah. And what surprised me the most is that side of downtown, of of what was downtown Disney, was almost identical. Um, a couple of restaurants had been knocked down, so you went past House of Blues and where Wolfgang Pucks was, that was gone. Bongos was still there, um, and there was another restaurant that had been knocked down. I can't remember what that one was, but um, they were building new restaurants, so they weren't turning into more shops. And uh, D Street as I knew it, was now a Star Wars Galactic yeah. tra- Galactic Post or something. Um, Galactic Outpost, is it, I think? I think, yeah, that's yeah. it. So we went in there, um, but all the other shops are pretty much the same. The, the candy shop was still there, the magic shop was still there, the cigar shop was still there, where I discovered... Harley Davidson? Uh, well, that had moved. Because yeah, that, be, that used to be further down, but Harley Davidson was now on the corner of that, where... Um, I'm not sure what was there. It wasn't uh, Splitsville is where Virgin was. I'm not sure what that was, but um, I always remember going to that cigar shop because I couldn't work out why I couldn't buy a Cuban cigar. They kept trying to sell me cigars from Dominion. It was only later on that I realised you you obviously can't buy them in America, but you can buy them anywhere else in the world. But um, so that all that was pretty much the same. And then when you get to like where the AMC Theatre is, that's when it all changes. <laughs> kicks off big yeah. style and um, you know what used to be the Pleasure Island section uh, is it's now all weird it's all little shops all little boutique shops 
Um, and there's an STK restaurant, which is a chain of upmarket steak restaurants. Uh, we went past Jock Lindsay's, which we would later return to. Um, but it all it all really looked quite different. Um, it was it was weird because you you kind of knew where you were, but you also didn't. Um, nearly all of that was new. Like I don't think there was anything that was in that section previously. It said Harley Davidson had moved to the other end, so um, I think everything that was there was was new. Um, and then we we kind of finished down there, walked past Ragnar Road, um, and then more more shops, more shops. Um, and then from some more familiar territory, we got to the Lego store uh, and the T-Rex Cafe and uh, World of Disney. So all that stuff was, was quite familiar. But if you turn right at that bit, that's when it, it turns into a weird mall. It's the only way I could describe it. It looks like... Well, I said to Craig, it reminded me of the outlet malls. Yeah, it, yeah. it is like the outlet malls, but with... Without the outlets. higher quality, yeah, with higher quality shops, and I just, I just don't get it really because you know people go to outlet malls because they're expecting to get bargains. So if the there whole was an org, an org shop, there was an uh, which seems ridiculous because Florida, Florida has Florida has two days where you could probably wear Uggs a year if you're lucky. Um, just seemed very, very bizarre, um, but. It was. It just. It just felt odd because you know. I said people go to outlets because you get cheap goods, or or the, the principle is is that you find cheap stuff there, whilst all the stuff here was full price. Um, you know, unless a shop had a salad or something. But you know, you, you get you get the idea. Um, there's a there's a really nice Uniqlo there, so I'm a big fan of Uniqlo in London, um, and this one in in Disney Springs had a lot more Disney merchandise. Than you find in, in a normal Uniqlo. Um, so if you like Uniqlo and you want to get some Disney bits, there's a good place to go. The t shirts are really good quality in there. Um, I introduced Craig to Ghirardelli. Hey. Craig had never heard of Ghirardelli before. And I, I, I wish I'd, I'd had time to make, like, if we were there longer, we'd have definitely had a Sunday in there because their Sundays are immense. Yeah, when he says introduce me to Gear Deli, it was like a half inch piece of chocolate. I made the shop. On, that I put on the tip of my tongue and I farted and I melted and yeah, it was boss, yeah. Yeah. But their Sundays are saying else great. Next time you go with the family, you've got to go next door into the Sunday shop and get some Sundays. They're incredible. Um It was pumpkin flavoured. What you had was pumpkin flavoured, yeah. Um, Mrs. Mrs. B loved what I brought her back because that was one of the orders she had was uh, Gear of Daddy chocolate. Um, and then we went into the world of Disney um, because you can buy pretty much everything in there. Um, well, not everything. There was a few things that I wanted. I'd seen in the parks that I wanted that I couldn't uh, get, so I wanted to to bring home the haunted mansion clock that I'd seen online. But uh, they didn't have those in there, or the uh, the art shop down the road. So that was a, a bit of a shame. But um, the world of Disney is exactly how I remembered it. I f- I always get lost in that shop. I do it's find very it confusing. Easy <laughs> yeah, I do find it really hard uh, to to know where I'm going in there. But uh, I managed to get a jumper that uh, my wife had asked for, and I bought one for my daughter as well. So they've got different colour but matching jumpers 
and I've got a few bits of my son, uh, which he really enjoyed. Um, and then uh, we walked through the shops near Craig, and then we ended up at Jock Lindsay. Jock Lindsay's. Yeah. What is it? Is it called the Hangar Bar? Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar or something? Something like that, yeah. It yeah. was extremely well-themed, wasn't it? it uh, you know what, though? I, it, it was a lot smaller than I expected it to be inside. Yeah. I mean, if you... We didn't take time to look at everything on the walls, but I think everything on the walls told a story. Well, there were... I mean, one of the things that we, we noted um, above the bar was there was uh, three like, knitted dolls of uh, Indy, Marion, and... Uh, well, Short Round. Was it... Who was the... It's not Marion, is it? Who's the one in the second film? Uh, Willie. Willie, oh God, I can't forget. <laughs> yeah, squealy Willie. <laughs> Fucking Willie. Um, so yes, it was Fruity Dolls of them, which uh, you know, obviously uh, from the film, um, not actual props, but you know, it makes it look like like that. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a really well themed uh, bar. It was very odd though because we went in there and we got a table, didn't we? And I went up you to the bar. Say it was at the bar. No, you? I went up to the bar and said, "Oh, can I have a pint of um, you wanted Sam Adams Oktoberfest." And they were like, oh, are you sitting, are you sitting at a table? And we said, yeah, and I'll sort of be over. And then we had to wait like 10 minutes for somebody to come over to like take the order for drinks. It's very odd. Um, but it was, it was nice. It was a, a nice themed bar. Um, start what I will night. say about the whole weekend, and I'm not dwelling on the universal stuff, listen to universal after dark. But I think I had three pints or four pints in there. You had three pints in there. Three pints to your one. So you're officially a fanny. I'm officially a... Sh- <laughs> uh, Craig kept referring to me as a shandy ass, Um Which is fine. That's okay, I don't mind. Um, I did almost have a second drink in there, though. Um, <laughs> because they had those really cool monkey head glasses, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. And I was really the, tempted. The chilled monkey brains. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it, it doesn't look... Exactly like a monkey. So it looks a bit like a tiki monkey head that you drink out of. Um, but I think it was like thirty two dollars for the drink because you got to keep the you got to keep the the glass afterwards. And I said, like, I was sitting there weighing it up with Crane. I was like, oh, you know, if I'd have if I'd have had that first, if I I'd... hadn't have had that thimble full of beer before then <laughs> with me vagina. It stomach. wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't even. It wasn't to do with that. It was just like I thought. Look, I've just spent like. $8 or whatever on a pint. If I have that as well, that's like $40 on two drinks. I just thought it's a bit rich. Yeah, but I, I'd have drank the ale for you and you could have had the cup. I wouldn't, yeah, but I would, but the cocktail sounded nice as well. So let's not start your own fucking Corona eaters the night before. Oh man, that was something. We had, we had, uh, we had original Corona eaters, but before we had original Corona eaters, we had tropical watermelon. I think they were. <laughs> when they you say were. we had Corona eaters, you had, I had plural Corona Ritas. Uh, no, we all had three, you donut. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You had two, and I had to finish the second one for you. No, you didn't finish the second one for <laughs> me. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got a vagina, and I've got a penis. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that makes sense. I had I had three... We had all three Corona Ritas. No, I had all three Corona Ritas. I had two Corona had... Ritas. Three oh. quarters of your second Corona Rita because you had a sore belly because your period was due. Yeah, that's right. 
No, it's been, I think Pity pains. I think it was. I think it, that might have been the Whopper bar. That that leads to another story, which is definitely on the podcast. And all I'm going to say is baby arms. Um, but it was it was a nice bar. Um, and I think I would have. I'd have loved to have gone through the menu and picked a, a bit of, but we weren't eating. So we were just drinking, but. The food that was coming out looked really, really nice in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the beer selection in there wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, we went to the NBC Sports Bar and Grill, and Nat had a beer selection. That, that was a beer selection. Pages and pages and pages of different types of beer. But um, but there was quite a few There was quite a few different drinks you could get there as well. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd go back. I'd go back there, but... Um, I don't know. I I think, I think that the Indiana Jones theming is is really subtle. Like you could go in there and not know that it's supposed to be a themed bar, and that's why it'll survive because it's maybe timeless. maybe maybe. If you put a heavily themed um, black hole bar in there, or <laughs> what's that freaking shake that you watch? Tron. With every... yeah, yeah. Tron. No, you. I tell you what. That's like. Electronica was was like really popular, and I think that would actually make For two an weeks ideal. Two in nineteen eighty two. No, no, no. Glad we're not on holiday now, Craig. It's P Dubs agrees with me. No, it doesn't. P-dubs. Doesn't have to. Um, but that would make a really good themed bar, and that would be timeless as well. So I, I think there's things you could do. But I was I was disappointed overall with it being an Indiana Jones bar and and being so lightly themed. It was themed, but well, just, it wasn't an Indiana Jones bar, was it? Well, that it character's well, that yeah, but that character's from Indiana Jones, so one doesn't survive without the other. Do you know what? We've actually argued more on this podcast than we did in four days of each other's company. That's ridiculous. That shows how good we are in person. With a, a mouthful of balls. That is, <sighs> that is true. And only you oh, was that, that one of the co- was that one of the cocktails in Jock Lindsay's in these sweaty balls? <laughs> in these sweaty balls. Well, I'll tell you what, that'd be more of a theme, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so Disney Springs. I, I, I mean, I personally, I'm not taken with the new theme. Um, what? In its defence, right? Go on. We've seen so many people with magic bands on, but we've seen just as many people without magic bands on. So Craig's point there is that it's it's probably bringing in the locals, definitely. But then I, I don't I don't know how you could say that they weren't before. You know, because, where's the well, they weren't before? They they said that they weren't, but who's it was a bit poo before. There wasn't enough parking. It was all on one level. It was all a bit stressful going to Disney Springs. Look, I, I mean, multi-story like car the, parks. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. But I, I'm i not convinced that it's enough. At the end of the day, look, if you want to go shopping, you've got the Florida Mall. Go there. Yeah, yeah but you, the thing with Disney, right, Disney don't want you to leave Disney property. They want you to have your credit card registered on your Magic Band. And and if we did, we literally didn't leave... I, I left Disney property... To go to the Apple shop to buy our even new Apple Watch after she smashed it. But apart from that, we didn't leave Disney property. Every bit of money we spent in that two weeks was on Disney property. 
and in in that respect, it's winning. And I like it. And when <laughs> you can charge it to your magic band and not have to worry about getting your... It sounds really simple, getting your wallet out your pocket. But when you don't have to do that and you can just pay for something by scanning your magic band and putting a pin code in, it's genius. It makes you a bit, little bit less um, frugal. It makes you a little bit more, whoa, yeah, I really need that tortoise's arsehole with Mickey Mouse tattooed on it. It, it makes you buy stuff you don't particularly need. It's it's genius. Yeah, that all sounds like uh, reasons why it's great. How wrong was I? Um, no, I don't like it. Um, oh, and there's a Coke shop as well, but we, we didn't go into that because that looks a bit... We went in the heroin shop instead. Yeah, it was much more fun. Um, but yeah, so so that was Disney Springs. I, I wouldn't recommend it, Craig Wood. That's it. And I'd give it 97 out of 100. God. I wouldn't get into the 70s. But, actually, I like World of Disney. But, um, you know, I think like the once... Shop. <laughs> once, uh, once they turn Disney Quest into, like, the, the world's biggest Apple store or something, then maybe things... It's going to be another bar. Well, is it, though? Maybe they turn it into a Night Rider bar. That's, that's a universal property. What are you talking about? Who cares? Just, just like, oh, Night Rider. So th- right, this, this right here. Nice you know, I figured it out. This right here. This is because Craig's on the wine. Because he's a wino tonight. This is what this this is calls this. Um, there is a few bits of news that I wanted to cover before we wrap up the show. Um, there's been one massive bit of news today. But before we get to that, yeah. But before we get to that, was there any other bits of news that people wanted to bring to the table? No. <laughs> just a horse. Just, just, just why, why the long face? Um, but no, was there was there anything? I moved, we mentioned briefly Stitch's uh, new meet and greet. But well, if not, we'll we'll talk about the big news today. So, following on from the the massive success last weekend of (laughs) Run Disneyland Paris, um, they finally have got round to announcing um, Disney Days. No, what's it called? Fan Days. Fan Days. And you know it's cool because they're spelt Days with a Z. Yeah. And an E. That is cool. Yeah. So, you know it's for the kids. Um but no, actually, the, 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 I think the interesting thing uh, about it is it's the opposite. If anything, this is definitely going to pander to an older crowd. Yeah. Which I like to think is what they're, they're trying to do anyway, but um, I think it's um, I think it's still good that that's what they're, they're doing. So um, they, they've been teasing it for... How long have they been teasing it for now? Oh god, it's got to be about three or four months now. It wasn't long after the twenty-fifth anniversary. I think, I think, um, I think Gabo didn't take this long to be revealed. <laughs> if I'm honest, it seems to just drag on and on and on and on. Um, uh, it was the fact that they post like a, a picture every week. Yes, what well, was that and as that well? Was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to find the uh, the press release now. Find it in German. 
<laughs> but I can't I can't find it. Uh let's see. I can't I I know what it is. It's gonna be the uh the first weekend of Last weekend. No, first weekend of uh June. Last weekend. I've got the poster right here. Taking oh, in the face. Oh. Yeah, last weekend of June. Fair enough. <laughs> That's so, what the poster is, anyway. I might be wrong. We'll see. So, um, what's good, I think, is that they've, as well as, like we said, that they're already uh, kind of hyping it towards an adult audience. One of the things that they're kind of going a bit crazy for, I think, is uh, dressing up. Yeah. That's uh, don't say it. it. Well, when I said dressing up, I think people when they heard that before the press release actually came out that that was one of the things. I think everyone thought that meant that they could dress up in costume, but yeah. really, what they're talking about is uh, is actually uh, Disney bounding, and they may, yeah. and they actually called it that as well, which I thought was quite interesting. Trying to be hip. Well, because I mean, they don't really. They don't really um, not, not 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 encourage it, but they don't promote it, no. do they? So I thought it was interesting they did. But I've got the uh, I have now found a press release. Um, are you ready for the first ever extremely exclusive Disney Fan Days event? Now another thing that people have picked up with this is the the logo for the event says inaugural party. Yeah. So everyone's already gone, oh well, this will be the first of a series. Which it could well be, because it was the inaugural Run Disney event. But inaugural just means first. Yeah. It could mean last as well. If that if it's it's not successful. So I'm hoping it will be. Um it will be Delight in Disney Paris during the first weekend in June. There we go, yeah. Uh so I was right, which makes a change. Um but some of the things that they're doing are, and this is one you alerted me to, was the DuckTales Parade. Woohoo! <laughs> well done! Very good, guys. Um, I think what's interesting about DuckTales, and possibly the reason why they're doing this, is this is an event aimed at a more adult audience, I think. But you have to make it attractable to families. And I think the ideal thing with DuckTales is it's the perfect balance. Because we grew up watching DuckTales... And we're now going to take our, our kids to a Disney event where they're going to be familiar with DuckTales. The animation is different. But the characters are the same. So I think that's that's quite a clever thing they're doing. Um, they've also got Max Live subtitles. Getting goofy with it. Na 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 na. Which I wonder if it's going to be similar to what they did with um, the, the dance party a few months ago. With uh, yeah. Steve Aoki, because um, it's going to be this is all going to be in the studios as well. So again, Disney doing whatever they can to force people into that park. Um, but it says it's a nighttime nighttime concert, so I I think it's probably going to be similar to that. Um, it's got a um, electric music, electric dance music EDM type uh, poster for it. The colours and stuff. So I think I think that's what they're going to kind of go with that. Um, and it also has meet the rarest and fairest Disney characters. 
Now, what's interesting is they've, they've name-dropped a few things here. So, in that particular section, they name-dropped uh, Roger Rabbit and Bolt. Or Volt, as he's known in France. Um, as well as Clarabelle, the Cow, and Clarice. Not the Silence of the Lambs character, by the way. The uh, the uh, classic uh, Mickey Mouse character. So, um, oh, and Join Sadness as well. What? Join Sadness, Craig. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. So, uh, one of them makes me happy and one of them makes me sad. Which one? <laughs> okay, good stuff. So, um, that's, that's another thing they're doing to, to get people interested. Uh, they're threatening Disney characters in exclusive costumes. Or where they also name drop bloody Duffy, Bear, and Shelly May. But there's one that says, Can you keep a secret? Have you seen this, Paul? I'm just it looking at it now. It could be. Read in that. What did Craig say? Very important pals. He wants it to be the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 rare Disney characters. But two rare Disney characters who have never been seen together anywhere in the history of Disney parks. Now Yeah, that makes it sound like it's characters that have been in the parks but not together. Yeah, so I mean could that be like, I don't know. Mickey and Wilbur from Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. You know, they've never been seen together. Um, I, I thought maybe that could be Mickey and Oswald. But I think I think they had been seen together. I think when they yeah. first um when they first got the rights back, I think they did a photo opportunity when they when they created the costume. Um there's also gonna be uh, attractions open in the evening. The whole two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's got to be more than that, surely. But it does only name drop those two. There's going to be exclusive merchandise because it's Disney, uh, and exclusive food as well. Cupcakes, cupcakes for seventy four dollars. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but all in all, nice Yoda one. I saw that already. (laughs) But um, no, I mean, I think all in all. It sounds like an interesting event. Um, it's going to be a hard ticket event. Of course, it's going to be a hard ticket event. So that interests me as well because does that mean, that, you know, this I'd imagine they'd have to do in the evening. Yeah. Because you can't close off the studios. They wouldn't dream of closing off the studios for a day event. So I reckon this will take place Friday, Saturday, Sunday of that week, like like what they've done with Run Disney. Yeah. And just have it spread out. Um, it definitely seems like they're mentioning the whole weekend. So yeah, yeah. And um, apparently, with the the meet and greets, it doesn't say in this press release, but I, I did read it somewhere else that um, they're not going to be. They're going to have the characters walking around. So it's Which not is something they used to do there. Yeah, yeah, and they and they still oh, do from okay. time to time. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, normally when that happens, it's a bit of a nightmare because there's absolutely no organisation. But because it's a ticketed event, maybe it'll be better organised because there'll be less people. Hopefully. So I'm, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced by that, but because um, I'm just worried if you, you know if you get a character like Oswald, everyone's just going to stampede. Um, but I hope there's a little bit of organisation at least, but. I'm I'm interested. It's definitely piqued my interest. 
even though I don't Disney bound myself, I think there's enough there to get people excited. And it seems like they're yeah. trying to do something different. That's I think that's what stands out the most to me is that they've never done something like this before and at least they're trying new things. They're trying to get people to come back that maybe won't have come back um, for a while. So I, I think it's a good thing. Is there anything that stands out for you there, P-Dubs? Uh, obviously, the, the rarer characters, as I said, I think that's possibly one of the reasons why there weren't so many during the run weekend. Mm. Because I know they had this, obviously, planned for, for this week. Straight afterwards, so... Mm. But yeah, that that definitely always, especially there's certain characters that I'd love to get a photo with that I haven't managed to, like, like you mentioned, Oswald. Mm. Um, I've not managed to make it out to California since they got the rights back. But yeah, and I think there's there's a lot of scope there as well. I think obviously they've got all the Marvel characters and all the Star Wars characters as well. So we'll see what they they pull out of the bag. And there's no limit there as well with the Marvel characters. Nope. So they can pretty much do what they want. Um... Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. But, I mean, you know, I'm waiting to find out about ticket prices. They've not announced prices. Um, all it says is you can sign up for notifications, a bit like Run Disney. They'll let you know when they're ready to sell tickets. Um, I think I'll probably pay about 50 euros to go to that. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's about what yeah. the soiree is, isn't it? The Halloween event. Yeah. I think so... But if it's that kind of if it's that kind of price, um, they might be getting my money come June. But I, at that point as well, I would say if you want to try and book a hotel, do it sooner rather than later. Because they've already announced what weekend it's going to be. Well, they haven't actually announced the, the dates, but they have said it's the first weekend in June. For those that haven't got a calendar handy, the Friday's the first, so that'll be the first, second, and third. Of June, um, or certainly should be. So, uh, yeah, you might want to see if you can get a hotel in early. Um, interestingly, you can book Disneyland Paris already through their website. You can book hotels through there, but if you go through the French site, they don't let you book that far in advance. <laughs> so I don't know if they're if they're going to do some kind of package or something, and maybe that's why. But to be uh, fair, it's the same in California as well. Oh, you it? can't book. You can't book next year on yeah, California but, yet. But you, but what I'm saying is, you can on the UK site. Yeah, it's only if you book through the French Disneyland Paris site you can't. Mm. So I, I I don't understand that. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's probably the biggest news about in Disneyland Paris since uh, the takeover, I suppose. And hopefully, a sign of more things like that to come. Certainly, I certainly hope so. Mm. Right. Was there anything else from anyone else? I was just going to bring up um, they've been testing some new characters at Disneyland in California. Um, they've now introduced the Talking Mickey from, from Walt Disney World, but they've also introduced Talking Minnie and Talking Donald. I did see the Ooh. video. Yeah. 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 I was really worrying what Donald was going to be like, but it's actually really quite clever. And they all interact with each other. Yes. Which I thought was was really good. But quite clearly, Donald Speaker is in the top of his head. Because oh. he doesn't wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
very Walt rare Disney. you see Donald without a hat. Have you seen in Walt Disney World the sort of fading out the um, autographs? Yeah. Yeah, I... Mm, I don't know. So, well, it's a selfie world we live in. So, you you know, you... you uh, who was wearing the spot? Oh, you you had your run Disney top on, and the characters were interacting with the tops. You can go and and meet a character and just stand there and have a photograph and go, or you can go and act a bit of a pantomime, and the characters love it and they react with it. Um, but to then react with the the characters, then to pose for photographs, then to do the autographs can take 10 minutes so no. something's got to give somewhere of course it can if you if you're a family of eight like we were and um kerry wants a picture of the girls then carla wants a picture of her kids then if you want a picture of all the kids together then you want a picture of all the adults together then you want a picture of all the adults and the kids together and then you want autographs I think all this talking stuff um, that they're, they're bringing in is absolutely brilliant because you, you have a polite conversation with them for two minutes and off you go. I know what you're saying, but I think too many people collect autographs. And the thing is, a lot of those people buy their books in one of the gift shops. Too many people used to collect vinyl nations and too many people used to collect them in gift shops as well. No, don't be silly. You're talking about completely shit. different stuff. No, no, shit comes and goes. What, what, okay, well you're talking about a a fad toy that they rinse the market out by making too many over a like, five year period against something that's been happening since the park first opened. It's not a gimmick. It's not something that just has faded out. I mean, the thing is, people are getting annoyed about it already. People weren't getting annoyed that Farnimations were being phased out. And in fact, you can still buy loads of them. You just can't buy any new ones. But people are generally getting pissed off. You can't get signatures from the characters. We get we meet the characters. We spend a day meeting characters, or you know, we have all our character dine, and it's the the autograph books. Jack, me, me little nephew, we filled three autograph books. I can tell you where they are now. They're in the loft. Who who gets out the autograph books and and flicks through them? I've seen kids do that. They've t- tell me who they've met. Even Maybe. even if you can see it's Mickey Mouse, they'll still say, "Oh, I'm you know, I'm at Mickey Mouse, I'm at Donald." I'm We're at in Pip a and social Pop. media world now, where you're the the way all the app is linked up. So you're literally you're walking away from that character where you've had your photographs taken, and you go on my Disney Experience app, and in some cases that photograph is there within five minutes. Well, you could be right, or. In some cases, they're not there for weeks and weeks and weeks, as people at Disneyland Paris are finding out at the moment, if at all. That's because Disneyland Paris has been historically run by the French. And there, finally, our last French Goes our one leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, I, I, I don't agree. I, I know what you're saying. I don't agree. And it'll be interesting to see what happens because, as I said, at the moment, there is a bit of a backlash about it. You know, if, might... you know in the Magic Kingdom this year, oh, well, in, in Walt Disney World, I don't mean the Magic Kingdom, in Walt Disney World this year, there was two or three autograph books on offer. There was your standard, bog standard blue one that you, you buy every year. And then there was one or two with the photographs and they had 15 pages in each one because we searched high and low to find autograph books whereas you would find reams and reams of different varieties different sizes different you know uh, for photographs for without photographs they have scaled it right back we noticed it this year you struggled to find an autograph book and if you can bring in the, the, this new technology of interactive talking characters where you're going to meet them, have a brief conversation with them on a photograph and get on your way, I'm all for it. Well, it'll be interesting to see what con, like, cons do, Paul. Do you reckon yeah. cons will go the same way? I can't see it. Uh, do you know what? At the moment, more I know more people, more of my friends that are in in the game, will get a photo than they will an autograph. Interesting. Maybe Which, the world's moving and, on. And I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm opposite. I don't. I very rarely get a photo unless I have to. Uh, like Michael J. Fox, I wasn't given a choice. Um, but I would prefer to get an autograph myself. But yeah, a lot of my friends would prefer to get a photo because they look at it and they go, "Well, that's the proof that I met them." Hmm. There I am with them. Whereas an autograph, they could have just written that anywhere so i don't know i'm i'm still an autograph collector sam still collects autographs when we go to disney so i don't know i mean just mickey mouse right you go to walt disney world you meet mickey mouse at the entrance to magic kingdom mickey the magician he has got his 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 outfit on he interacts with you because he's talking and then he signs his autograph, Mickey Mouse. Then you go to Chef Mickey's, and you don't make him, meet him in there, but because he's not there, he's cooking. But you know what I mean? He's got a different outfit on, but he signs the book, Mickey Mouse. Then you go to Hollywood Studios, you meet Fantasmic Mickey, Sorcerer Mickey. He's got that fantastic outfit on, then he signs the book, Mickey Mouse. Do you see my point? No, because I wouldn't. I, I would wouldn't worry about them in different outfits. Because Mickey Mouse isn't going to sign it, Mickey Mouse Sorcerer. So Mickey Mouse signature is going to be the same, whatever. So, exactly. No, so, but, so I don't mind. So we've got Mickey Mouse autographs. We've got about five Mickey Mouse autographs, and they're all the same. Yeah, but the photographs are all different. Right, and the or the the Disney community loses their mind when the characters have got the characters have got a, a, a autumnal Halloween outfit on or a Christmas outfit on. They don't go Mickey Mouse Merry Christmas, Mickey Mouse Happy Halloween when they sign the autographs. They just go Mickey Mouse, but the the outfits are the collectible things. I've met Mickey with his Halloween outfit on. I've met Mickey with his Santa Claus beard on. I've met Mickey with his 
stuff on. I, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, is that most people wouldn't get five different autographs of Mickey Mouse just because in a different outfit. They would have pictures taken of Mickey Mouse in a different outfit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't purposely get an autograph if I've already got one of a character. When I've gone on holidays, um, and before they had the Mickey meet and greet in uh, in Fantasyland. Um, I'd go and meet Mickey Mouse and I'd have an autograph done and if I met him in the studios dressing a different outfit I'd have my picture taken That's I've already got his autograph I don't need to get it again so I, I understand what you're saying but I don't think most people would want to get five different autographs of the same character in a different outfit you're right about the pictures absolutely but then that's all but to me that's not the only thing that was, in a, that was happening in the days of anyone having a camera the difference between now and 15 years ago is that now everybody has pretty much got a smartphone in their pocket which will take video of varying quality. Before that, you used to have to have a video camera if you wanted video, or you'd have to have a digital camera. Now you've, you've got that in your pocket. It may not be as good as a, a quality as a decent camera or video camera, but you've got access to that media straight away. But this isn't new. People have always been able to take photos. People have always been able to take video. It's just it's now easy to do so. I think some it's... of the characters don't even sign autographs. Because they've got Betamax, Bayamax, whatever his name is. You can't sign. Yeah, but and, and Sadness could... didn't sign. Buzz couldn't sign either. He used to have a stamp. Or he, or he has a stamp. Yeah, yeah. But Exactly. Yeah, but then but that's not new. That's you know, he's been like that since he was introduced in like the late nineties. He's always been like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, more and more of the new characters don't sign. It'll be interesting. As I said, it, it, unlike a lot of things, this has really seemed to kick up a, a controversy. It's, cu- what it's the, kicked what up one here. Is, is handing out a postcard with the autograph on. If you ask for it. That's what they, they seem to be doing now. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, what, they've, I've seen what they've done. But... I just don't know. I, I just can't see people being happy with it. The, the next phase is going to be, right, you've got your magic band, you go on the Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, you get a short movie, you go on the Tower of Terror, you get a short movie. The next thing, the next evolution of this is going to be you go and meet Mickey Mouse, talking Mickey, and you get a short movie of your brief interaction with him. And that, is the knockout blow. That is fucking brilliant. You want an autograph when you've got 30 seconds of you having a joke and a laugh with Mickey. And it'll be presented and it'll all have beautiful music in the background and then the photographs will come up onto the screen that you had with it and it'll all be pristine, beautiful and able to be uploaded onto YouTube in the beat of a heartbeat. Just bang like that. What do you need an autograph for? Maybe you're right. You don't man. need one. I am right because I'm never wrong. No, you are. You, uh, we found it out a lot last week. But it's an interesting point. And I think I'd like to hear what you think about that. Because I said, it's raised a debate on here. Um, so I think it would be good to find out other people's opinions. So feel free to send us a message on Twitter uh, at DizAfterDark on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash DizAfterDark or the official... Disaster Dark Facebook group or 
anywhere else, I think that's it, isn't it? MySpace, Bebo, Friendstar, Grinder, all those places. Yeah. Um, but no, let's. I think that'll do for now. So, uh, Craig P Dubs, thank you very much. Thank you, dear listener, for downloading. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe. Please, it's always great when you do. If you haven't left us a review, please do. P Dubs thinks we only get bad reviews, so uh, please give us some more or shit ones. Or none at all. So please give us some some shit ones. That'd be great. Um, and we'll be back with another Disaster Dark uh, next week. And if you want more content, Universal After Dark, go listen to my, mine and Craig's trip reports. Thank you very much. Is that it? Is no one going to say anything? <laughs> oh, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. There we go. <laughs> oh, the enthusiasm. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support. Podcast.